Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's good to be here, guys. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is AJ Valdez. I am an associate pastor here at God Squad Church. I'm blessed. I want to thank the lead team for giving me the opportunity. As always, I count it an honor and privilege. I want to thank Pastor Boz, Pastor TJ, Pastor Amanda for giving me the opportunity to share God's word. I don't take it lightly. And today, I want to, I, I'm excited because I believe God's giving me a word. You know, this is, we, we call this um, coming up to Holy Week. This is Palm Sunday. This is not your normal Palm Sunday message, but it is a message about chasing the Lord, going after Him, and being a, called a person, a man or a woman after God's heart. And I pray that you're blessed by it. So if you're with me this morning, let's open our Bibles up to Acts 13, 22. And I, as always, I made a t-shirt for this. The title of this message is Chasing Jesus. You might know, you might be used to seeing a T-Rex right here. I don't know if you guys remember, I, I grew up, I was a big Jurassic Park fan, but I grew up loving um, the, the films. And I was thinking, Lord, like, you know, how should we hunger for you? It, 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 God, has a, God, God, has, God has a sense of humor because he gave me this idea of the, of, of the, of the T-Rex chasing the car. You know, remember, I don't know if you guys remember that part, but like when I was a kid, I seen that part. It always like got me that, you know, that's a famous scene, right? And we should hunger for the Lord. We should go after him. We should chase after him. I, and I really believe it. Like, you know, if, if we focus on, on him, because a lot of times in, 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 our, in this life, we chase material things. We chase money. We chase the new job. We chase the latest trends, the new cars. We chase a lot of things in life. And we, and, and we miss on the most important thing of all, that if we chase, if we go after the Lord, we won't need for nothing else. The Word of God says that you'll be like a tree planted by the streams of water. And what does a tree planted by the streams of water need? Nothing but that water to be connected to Him. And I'm here to tell you today that you need nothing else in this life. You need nothing else in, 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 in this world except for being connected to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you today to go after Him, to be a, a man and a woman thirsting and longing for Him, go, going after Him. And you're going to see changes. You're going to see the blessings that God brings along with that. But here in Acts 13, 22, I'm going to read. Um, it says, After Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Guys, I'm here to tell you today that, you know, that no matter your situation, no matter what you're going through, no matter what, what, what it looks like right now, if you focus, if, if you go after the Lord, I'm going to bring out four points today on how David he chased after the Lord and, and, and the benefits of doing that. I'm going to bring the contrast out of between Saul and David. Of Saul, a man that, that wanted affiliation with God, but he didn't want the obedience to go along with it. He didn't want to do like the scripture says that David would do everything that I want him to do. David wanted all the blessings of being a Christian, but he didn't want to sacrifice or go through what God had called him to do or, 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 or be willing to hunger for the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And this is really what separates people. This is what separates. I, I believe a lot of times, you know, it, it separates those that are, the, the, like the, the word of God's clear. The, he, he'll sift out the right to the left. Those that are goats and those that are, that are sheep that are called, that are called according to him. And guys, I, today I want to be on the, I want to be on the right side. I want to be in line with God. I want to be when, 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 when all is said and done, when, when everything's good, uh, when, when, when our final breath on here on earth and we step into eternity, when all is said and done, I want to be able to enter those gates, the, those heavenly gates, enter my good and faithful servant. And I, and I believe many of us here at God Squad Church, we want that, but we got to be make sure that we're chasing the right things in this life. And we got to chase Jesus. That's, that has to be, as a Christian, that has to be the most important thing. And David made it the most important thing. You see throughout his life, Time and time again. Yeah, he failed. He was a sinner. He fell short. He made some big mistakes. 
And even if David was around today, a lot of people would criticize, say, man, that, that, he's terrible. But God still called him a man after his own heart because we're all sinners. We've all fallen short from the glory of God. We've all made mistakes. But what kept David? What was the difference in David's life? What was the difference that made him this man that, that God testified concerning him here in Acts? What made him this man that he was a, that he hungered for the Lord? That even though he sinned, he fell short. He knew I've done wrong. I, I got to repent from this. He turned from his ways instead of doing a three. 60 and going right back to the sin. No, he did a 180 and said, God, I hunger for you. I'm sorry. And that's the repentance that God's looking for. God's never looking for any of us to be perfect, but he's looking for us to strive and go after him and say, God, I'm going to make every effort. I'm going to do all that I can to please you, Lord, and to be that man or that woman that you've called me to be. And that's why this shirt is like this. Look at it. For every man, woman, um, girl, and boy to go after the Lord, no matter what age you are. David was young. I'm going to bring that out in, 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 in the scripture. As we look here at, at, at 1 Samuel 8, I'm going to just, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to go to the scripture. I'm going to paraphrase. There was a time Israel wanted a king. Israel already had the king of kings, the God Almighty, but Israel wanted a king. And, and, and this is what they said in, in, in 1 Samuel 8 and, and verse 4. I'm not going to go there, but it, it says we want to be like the other nations. And many times us as Christians, we want to be like everybody else. We look on Facebook. We look on Instagram. We look on Twitter right? And we see, man, they got this. Oh, everything looks so good. Oh, everything looks so good over there. I, I, I want to be like that. Are, 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 am I the only one? <laughs> am I the only one? Uh, we, see, we, we see the nice stream setups. I'm blessed. I've, I've upgraded the stream, but we see, I want, I want it like that. And we, and we go after the, the wrong things in life. When number one, as Christians, we got to go after the Lord. We got to go after God. He got to be number one. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so Israel's here and they're looking for a king. They want to be like the other nations when they already have the king of kings. But then they want a king for themselves. So Saul comes into the picture. And Saul, he's, it says in the Bible, he was a hair. A, he, he was a hair for all those that are stood up your hair. He was, he was taller than everybody else. He stood a, 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 a bit higher than everybody else. He looked the part. But he didn't have the heart. Are you are you hearing what I'm saying? See, the nation the nation of Israel wanted to be like everybody else. So we're so Saul was the people's choice. But I don't want to be the people's choice. I don't want to be like the rock, the people's champion. No, I want to be God's choice. And as Christians, let us be God. And this is what separates the, the, the this is what separates from people's choice to God's choice. I want God to look at me and say, you know what, my good and faithful servant. You know, I choose you. I want you. I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to do, and he's going to do some of that for you. But it all starts, it all starts with chasing him. And I, and I, and I brought, four, I'm going to bring four points out to you. I'm not going to take too much of your time. I know, I, I, I know some of you got things to do on Saturday. I'm not going to go to, I could go log, but I'm not going to go log. But here, but here in 1 Samuel 16, we're picking the story up. Okay, so Saul's king. But Saul, I don't know if you guys know the story. I'm going to just paraphrase. I'm not going to go through the whole story. Saul, instead of obedience to God, he does his own thing. He, 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 he does what he shouldn't have done. He goes and sacrifices. He doesn't wait for um, um, Samuel to come, and he goes and sacrifices. To the, and, and Samuel says, is, uh, is sacrifice be, um, uh, better than obedience? No. It, see, and that's why God was looking for somebody that would be obedient, that would do what he says, 
They will go after him. They would not, didn't just want the benefits because we can look at some Christians. Man, I want, I want all those benefits of being a Christian without the cost. And I'm going to tell you today, it's going to cost, even, even though salvation is free, it's going to cost you to kill that old person, to no longer go back to that old lifestyle, to no longer, because we, we've been transformed by the renewing of the mind. We, we're no longer the same. Once we say yes to the Lord, all of a sudden, uh, we, we, we begin to go through a process of sanctification and we can no longer do what we used to do. We can no longer hang out sometimes with the old friends we used to do. It's going to cost you something. Yeah. It's free, or salvation is free, but living this Christian life, you're going to sacrifice some, some, some stuff. The Bible talks about picking up our cross and walking daily, and, 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 and like David, he had to go after the Lord. He had to want that relationship. It's going to take you to take some time to make some sacrifices, to say, you know what, I got to cut out maybe Netflix, maybe Hulu, maybe sometimes some time on Twitch. I got to cut some stuff out to have that relationship with God, to go after the Lord, to go meet with him. Like David had, he had that hunger. He said, Lord, my hunger, my, my soul thirsts for you. It hungers for you. Where can I go? and meet with you. And here in 1 Samuel 16, Saul messed up. Saul, Saul, and, and, and the Lord had like, he had enough. Because Saul was the people's choice, but it was time now for God to choose a king. In 1 Samuel 16, 6, it says, when they arrived, Samuel said to Eliab, and this now, God told Samuel to go and, and, pick, and, and anoint another king. And I love this. Um, and so he, so Samuel shows up at Jesse's house. In verse 6, I'm going to pick it up in 1 Samuel 16, 6. When they arrived, Samuel said to Eliab, or, or saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands before me because Eliab looked the part, just like Saul. He looked the part. And many times we can look the part. We can, we can do all the right things as a Christian. We can raise our hands. We can say amen in chat. We can praise the Lord, say all the right words. But when, but, but, but when we walk away from the computer, when we walk away from Discord, being in that, are we, are we still living that lifestyle that's pleasing to God? Are we still living that lifestyle that's obedient to God? Are we still living that lifestyle of saying, you know what, I'm going to pick up my cross today. I'm not going to just leave my cross down. No, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to walk with you, Lord. I'm going to go after you. I'm going to seek you, and I'm going to find you. Or do we just want the benefits of being a Christian without ever doing what God's called us to do or being obedient to his word? See, Eliab looked the part. Like I said, he didn't have the heart. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance, his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. I'm here to tell you today that it does. It starts in the heart. And David, my first point today is David chased God in the shepherd's field. Let me tell you something about the shepherd's field. I don't know if you've ever been to the shepherd's field, but it's a lonely place. I went through a season, let me share with you, when I first moved to Ireland, I didn't want to go to, I, well, I wanted to go to Ireland. I was like, man, Lord, you know, I was only young. I was 12. My, 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 my dad um, got asked to, to move a whole family to take over a church in Ireland that had been there. Um, and within two weeks, of a, we went to a conference in um, August. Oh, no. Yeah, in August. No, it was July of 1997. That's how old I am. You guys know how old I am, right? 1997. And um, went to a conference, and two weeks later, we sold everything. My dad sold everything, and he moved us all to Ireland. When I got there, I was like, I want. I got there, it was like a, such a shock. I was like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. And what ended up happening, like six months later, we went to another conference. They had like a men's conference. And I ended up, um, got able to go, go back to California. And when I was there, I was like, you know, I see my friends. I didn't, I didn't want to go back to Ireland. So I asked my dad, dad, can I stay like for the rest of the summer? It was, it was the rest of the summer. Maybe it was, it was, yeah, it was like nine months later after we arrived. So uh, the rest of the summer, he's like, he's like yeah. What ended up happening, my ticket expired. I got stuck there. I got stuck in my aunt's house. 
And I felt like I was, and I, I was frustrated because I wanted to get home to my parents. I was like, man. And what happened was, you know, we were missionaries, so they didn't have enough money to, to buy me a ticket right away to get back. They had to get the money together. So I, I, I got stuck there for a little while. But it was in that season of my life, I'll tell you right now, that my relationship with God got so close because it was in that season I was learning the guitar. And I remember being like, and I, I could imagine David in that shepherd's field, you know? See, David wasn't invited in, in 1 Samuel 16. He wasn't invited to the party. He knew that Samuel was coming over. And he knew he was going to do something with his brothers, anoint the next king of, of Israel. But David was left out in the shepherd's field. You ever felt like that? You're alone or rejected? or no, there's, I'm out here alone. And I felt like I was stuck. I was stuck in America. And I, and I remember being in, the, in, in, in my aunt's garage with a guitar, just worshiping the Lord. And it was in, those, it was in that season of my life that I got, that, that, I, my, my, like really, that I really got um, um, my relationship with God right. At a young age, I was only I was 13. At that young age, I was just worshiping, worshiping. I was in that shepherd's field. And I was praying every day. I was like, I, I was just going to God with all my problems. But I couldn't go to anybody else. My my uncle didn't even want me there. <laughs> my uncle was like, this kid's eating all the food. Send it back to Ireland. <laughs> but I, I was in a season where, where, where God brought me. Like he had to do that because what ended up happening to me, God began to change my heart. And then eventually when I did get back to Ireland, I was so grateful to be back in Ireland. I was like, man. I'm grateful. Why, why, didn't I, why, why didn't I like this place? Well, God was doing stuff in my heart. And in that shepherd's field, when you're alone, you, you could either choose to, 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 to be bitter about it and walk away. David could have got all upset. He could have walked away, but God was doing the work in that shepherd's field. And it's in that shepherd's field that he learned the tools that would get him through many difficult times, even giants. In that shepherd's field, he killed both lion and bear, who prepared him for the giants in his life. So you might be in a shepherd's field right now. You might feel like you're in a season that you're alone, that you're in a season that, man, how, how am I going to get to, I'm, like, there's nobody to call. Let me tell you something. There is somebody to call. It's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The one, it says that he's closer than a brother, that he's right there, that he's a whisper away. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That we're never alone when we have God on our side. And in that season, when you feel alone, when you feel depressed, when you're going through all these things and nobody else cares, I'm straight out, nobody else cares. I, I was calling my parents every day get me home nobody they couldn't do anything nobody else cared but who did i go to in that garage on my little guitar i can't even sing it i used to be, i was in there singing i went to god i went to him time and time again and he was faithful he got me back to where i needed to be he got me back to ireland and then when i got back my heart was changed i was so but it was in that season it was in that, that shepherd's field experience that you got to go after the Lord. If you're in a season like that right now where you feel all alone, you feel depressed, let me encourage you. Go after God. Spend some time. Go have a talk with Him. Get, get, in, get into His presence. Put some worship music on. Get connected with your Creator, your Lord and Savior, the one who has every step, every, every, every plan for you set out. The one, you're, the one that can get you through any situation. Yet, in those times, we don't go to the Lord. We go to all the wrong people. And that's the difference between David and his brothers. See, in that time when he was put out to that shepherd's field, what do you think he was doing? He was worshiping the Lord. He was connecting with his Lord and Savior. He could have got bitter and said, forget these. I'm, I'm leaving these sheep here. I'm out of here. But he would have missed out on a blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He would have missed out on being anointed next king of Israel. It's in that place. It's in that place that God begins to do his work. And it's in that place that you learn the skills. You learn how to get hold of the Lord. That's why you say, why am I going through this, God? Why am I in this situation? Because God's trying to teach you something. He's trying to give you some skills on how to get a hold of him, how to get that relationship. So when those giants do come, when those situations do come, you're all more than capable to deal with them. Are you still with me? 
And that's the place where you get the heart of God. That's the place for me. That was a, sh a shifting point in my life. I'll never forget it. I, I remember I, I, was, I was in that garage crying like, Lord, like, why am I stuck here? Why, why can't I get out of this? Why can't I get back home to my family? You know, um, and like my parents had no money, but God worked out a situation. And then I, got, I was able to get a ticket to get back. But wasn't I so grateful? God had to change my heart. At first, I didn't want to go back to Ireland. I didn't want to do what God had called me to do. I rejected, even at that conference, a guy came up to me and said, the Lord's gonna give you favor with the Irish. Because the Irish, like a lot of times, they're real closed off in Ireland, you know? And it's, and it's hard for, you know, other cultures to come in. At that time, no other cultures had come in. And I still wanted to stay in America. But God, in that shepherd's field, he began to change things. I'm, but it, it was, for me, I, I could have just not, not, not seeked him, not, not gone after him, not chased after him. I could have just watched TV all day. I could have just did what a 13-year-old kid does, but no, I made it a choice to take time. I, I spent hours of just worshiping him, not to boast in myself, but to boast in him that he's worthy of it. There's nothing that he can't get you through if you chase after him. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? I get excited, guys. If I'm spitting here, I'm sorry. If you were here, you're probably getting baptized because if we were a person, <laughs> I don't know. But see, David wasn't concerned about how it looked. He was concerned about his heart to God. He didn't look when he went to the, when he went to that when he arrived at that party that he wasn't invited to. He didn't look all good. I, I'll tell you, he looked probably tore up. All his brothers were dressed up nice and neat. But what did God say? Man looks at the outer, but God looks at the heart. And God's going to use some of you. Honestly, one more words. It's not going to just be us, the pastors preaching all the time. It's not going to be us just doing all this stuff. All the time. It's some of you. God's raising up. He sees you in that shepherd's field. He sees you seeking him. He, he, he hears you. He hears you. He has a relationship. He knows, and he has a plan for you, and he's going to raise you up in due time. But if you don't get that shepherd's field experience right, if you don't get to know God now, you think that if, if you don't get to know God in that shepherd's field, do you think you're going to get to know him when, 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 when you're busy? No, that's why a lot of ministers, a lot of people, they don't, get that, they don't keep that relationship with him. They don't keep on chasing after him. They think that they've arrived. We never arrived. We always got to be going after him. We always got to be chasing after him. See, Saul wanted the benefits of God without the sacrifice, without the obedience. He wanted the benefits of being a Christian. He wanted all the blessings without really loving the Lord and wanting to have a relationship with him. And that's really the blessing in itself. It's just that, that we as people are able to know the creator of the universe, the one whose very word made out of nothing, Something, only one in history that ever do it, our Lord and Savior, our God Almighty. And honestly, he's the only, and we have, we have opportunity every day to have a relationship with him. And it's real. It is real. Are you still with me? So he chased him in the shepherd's field. My second part, I'm not going to, I'll get to these fast. So he, he's in the shepherd's field. They call for him. David, the second point, David chased God in front of his family. And this is important. Us as Christians, us as GSC Church, us as gamers, that we live a life pleasing to God, that we live a life that's evident to others around us, that, hey, there's something different about that guy. There's something different about that woman. I want what they got. And the, and the world will see. And the world's always watching us. And you know his brothers were watching? Because the brother's probably in shock. Imagine being there. Like, Samuel's here to anoint the next king. Eliab probably thought, man, I'm going to be the next king of Israel, yo. <laughs> he probably thought it was locked up. I looked apart. Imagine the shock. And look at, Eliab probably could have been, but he didn't chase after God. He didn't want that relationship with God because he looked good on the out, but on the inside, it was, it was, it was all messed up. 
And we really got to check our hearts. We got to go before the Lord. Search me, O Lord. Like David, search me, O Lord. Search me, God. Is there anything in me, Lord, that, that, that stopped me? Is there anything in, 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 in me that's, that's messing me up, that's, that's, that's blocking my prayers? If there's any unforgiveness, God, if there's anything in, in me, if there's anything that I'm watching that's messing me up, that's taking me away from, from my first love, you, Lord, please search me, God. Know, know, know my thoughts. And David, see, David was concerned about God, the inside. And David, it says in the scripture, he was a handsome guy. He was a handsome guy. But that didn't concern David. It was God. He, he didn't care how well I look on the outside. And you can believe he came to that party, like I said, all messed up. First Samuel 16, 12. I love this. So they sent for David. It says this. So they sent for him, and they had brought him, um, brought him in. See, I like this. this. This is a key right here. They sent for him. David was where he was supposed to be. <laughs> David was where he was supposed to be in that shepherd's field. See, I don't know about you, but if I didn't get invited to a party, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd be doing my job. I'd be like, what? They didn't invite me. And they want me to be out here buying their sheep. <laughs> Come on, let, let's just be real. Let's be real. They didn't invite me. They want me out here buying their sheep. I'll, I'll take it off. I'll, I'll see you later. Imagine David would have missed, but David had the heart after God's. He was doing what God called regardless. See, I, I'm here to tell you today. That, that, that's what God's looking for. Those he, God sees you. You think that a lot of times we want, we want appreciation from man. And it's nice to get that pat on the back. It's nice to get, hey, well done, pal. Well done, well done, well done there, boy. My, my dad messes around. He goes, oh, that's my boy. <laughs> it's a joke we have. Because uh, um, one time we were uh, out golfing. I'll just show this real quick. And um, I hit the ball bad. But my dad wasn't paying attention. We were with all like, these other pastors. And um, it was a bad shot. And my, dad go, my dad didn't see it. But um, somebody said something. Like, oh, AJ, and then my dad goes, that's my boy. And then we looked around like, what? But it was funny. Anyways, but we want that pat on the back. Like, that's my boy. That's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my gal. <laughs> but no, we should we shouldn't. Like, yeah, it's nice to get that stuff. But honestly, it's even nicer for your Lord and Savior, what's done in secret, that he sees it and he rewards it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I want to encourage you, keep on. Keep on doing what you're called to do. Keep, keep on for, for, for you, those that are serving, those that are, that, that are um, leading XP groups, those that are, that, that, that are reaching people, keep on doing it. Don't do it for the pat on the back. Because let me tell you, our Lord and Savior, He will reward those. It says in the Word of God that we're storing up treasures in heaven, not for, not for the wrath, um, 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 moth and rust can, can ruin, but treasures in heaven that, that are eternal. And, 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 and we do it, not, not, not that we get the treasures, but it's, it's a nice little benefit, but also to please our God. And that's why David went back out of that shepherd's field, even not being invited. He wanted to be pleasing to God. That's the difference. He wanted to be pleasing to God. They sent for him. And it says he was glowing with, with health, and he had a fine appearance and handsome features. See, David, was a, he looked pretty good on the outside, too. But more importantly, he was good on the inside. And that all comes from David chased God, and he chased God in front of his family. We got to be that example to our family. So, some of us, Jesus, are, are, um, the only Jesus our family will ever see is in you. And how are they going to see it if, if, if you're living a life all crazy? Um, you know, talking like, talking, speaking French, all four-letter words come out of your mouth. Not, not, this guy's a Christian, but he's sure not acting like, like, like he's a Christian. The minute somebody gets on your nerves, you want to box them, you want to beat them up. Like, what did he say about my mama? And you want to you go out there and, and start beating people up? No. We got to live a life of an example of, 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 of the love of Christ, you know? Not, not Christians fighting other Christians. No, we, we, we're all the one. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we got to be in unity and we got to live that life for our families and, and, and for one another. So people are looking at us. 
to be that example. People were looking at David. I bet you some of his brothers were hoping David wouldn't be in that shepherd's field, that he would have took off, but he didn't. And Samuel, that day, he anointed David. He anointed David to be the next king of Israel. And like, it didn't start like right then. You know, God gives you a promise. You're like, man, I wish this promise would happen right away. God, there's many promises that I have that God's given me. They have, it took th over 30 years for that, that, that promise. Or it was like 20, I think 27. It was, he, he, I think it was 38. But anyways, it took a long time before that promise to come to pass. You know, but David kept on holding on. Yeah, David was made mistakes. He fell short. We know the story of him and Bathsheba. He, he, he had a man killed. He cheated. But the difference with David, the difference with us today has to be is that heart of repentance, that heart. Even, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall short. But that means that, does that mean that we stop chasing the Lord, that we stop going after to be that godly man or that godly woman, to stop seeking him? No. David realized what he did. He repented. He, he, he continued to go after the Lord. And that's what you got to do today. I don't, I don't care what happened yesterday. You got to leave it in the past. Today's a new day. But you got to continue seeking him. You got to continue having that relationship with him. You don't want to get when it's all said and done to say, man, I wish I would have known God. I wish I would have had that relationship with him. No, us as Christians, we, 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 we got to have it. We, we got to have that connection with him. You got to take that time. We take that time to get so many achievements in the game, right? We chase after achievements in the games. I know I've been chasing a lot of achievements in World of Warcraft. You know, we, ch we chase mounts. We go after all the mounts. Maybe you go after um, whatever game you play, you chase these things. Well, like really, in the end of the day, those things really don't matter. What we got to be chasing day in, day out is the Lord, to go after him, to seek him, and you will find him. Are you, hearing what I'm, are you still with me? I'm nearly done. I'm nearly done. His brother looked the part, but he didn't have the heart. He was a head taller. like His brother was a tall, handsome, good-looking guy, but his heart was far from God. Let that not be said about us here at God's. Let it be, let be said that this church is a church that is after God's own heart. And that's what we want. We want, and we want to reach more people. We know there's more still lost. And we're going to continue to seek it. Because we know without God, this, this church doesn't continue. He's the center. He's number one. We got to continue to go after him. Us as leaders, us as, even if you're even not a leader, you're just in chat, you're a follower of Christ. You got to, we got to go after him. We got to chase him like that T-Rex in Jurassic Park, chasing that car. That's, I, I, it cracks me up. I, I, I love that scene. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not, not too much longer. Number three, David chased God in front of others. So here we go from here. After David, I'm, gonna, I'm paraphrasing the story, right? So after David gets anointed king, we pick it up in chapter 17, and the Philistines are lined up. And I love these, like, I love these scenes. The, that's why I say the Bible, if, if you're like Lord of the Rings, or you like big battles, you got to read the Bible, right? You got to read the Bible. You know, you, you, you got to, it's the most, if they made it, they don't do it justice, but they make series about it. They don't do justice. <laughs> Big thing with T-Rex for Jesus. I want to change, I want to hunger for him. That T-Rex was hungry. <laughs> I want to hunger for him. Uh, but they don't do it justice, but they make these series. But man, uh, we could have, God's given us a cre creativity and you can see it. Both armies were lined up. Vast armies, out steps, steps. We know the little story. Goliath, this, this, this warrior, this guy that's been fighting since he was young. David is asked by his dad to go. And it all starts that morning with David and his, and, and his response. He could be like, man, like, I'm not going, dad. You know, I'm not getting up. <laughs> David got up early in the morning to bring his brother some bread and cheese, right? 
You got to put, and it, it all started because David was a man for God. He knew that he wasn't doing this for anybody else. He knew that, you know, not everybody's going to see me doing this, but I'm going to do this, Lord, because it's going to please you. He did everything to please the Lord, everything 100%, 110%, because I know I'm not doing this for man. I'm not doing this to get the pat on the back, but I'm doing this for you. And early in the morning, he got up and he went to that battle line and he heard Goliath. Goliath was defying the armies of the Lord. And you can even see the contrast here. The contrast here, it says that, it says um, in chapter 17, I'm going to just tell you, it says that Saul was fear and fearful and dismayed. That's the difference between having that relationship with God because when you have a relationship with God, fear doesn't have a place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, we are going to get afraid, but greater he that is in us than he that is in this world, knowing that our God is greater, knowing that our God says be strong and courageous when you face trials of many kind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That our strength is not in ourselves, but it's in God. See, Saul's strength was all in his own abilities, his own strength. It was all in himself. And that's what we got we to gotta get from our own abilities. Stop relying on our own strength. We got to get that, mind, that, that mindset that doing it on our own, ain't gonna, we ain't going to make it anymore. That might have got you by in one season. Yeah, and you barely scraped by. You barely made it. But God's bringing you to a season now where you got to trust him. That, you know, the doctors don't have the answers. The lawyer doesn't have the answer. Or my friends and family, they don't have the answer for this. I got to put my trust in you, Lord. And that's the difference. Saul was like, man, I'm dismayed. I'm all messed up because I'm trusting my own strength. But David, when he heard that giant, when he heard Goliath defying the armies of the Lord, he said, what? Wait, hold up. Who is this? He says this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the Lord. He said, who is this guy? That he comes over here, talks this mess about my God, the one I have a relationship, the one that helped me kill both the bear and the lion, the one and the only, the true God. Who is this guy? And as he's speaking, guess what? Who, who steps up? His brother again, Eliab. It was, it was bad enough Eliab didn't get anointed, but now he's messed up. He's telling David, he tells, started telling David all this stuff. But see, David recognized that his battle wasn't against his brother. And our battles are not against each other. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, we got to have that unity because uh, um, in, 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 in the church, we got to have that unity even for our families. Our families are going to sometimes not agree with us being Christians, but that means we don't, we're going to start fighting with them. No. What do we do? No, we do what David did. He pivots. Because if David would end up fighting with his brother, his brother could be in the town like, what are you doing here? I know how corrupt your heart is. I know how you like to see battle and all this stuff. And David's like, geez, can I even talk? Can I even say anything? And David pivots. But David got stuck focusing on his brother, focusing on fighting with all these other people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Like many of us do. We just want to fight. We get on Twitter. It's, oh, it's a fight. Let's get, oh, this, what does this Christian say? Oh, no, let me tell my opinion because it's better. No, but we, we, we got to get out of that mindset. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because we're not fighting against our brother. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight um, powers and principalities in high places. And so David pivot. If David would have fought his brother, he would have missed out on his giant. He would have missed out on one of his greatest victories of all time. Are you still with me? It gets me excited. I'm sorry. I get excited. I start spitting. It gets me excited. We, instead of fighting against our family, we got to fight for them. And that's what David did. He said, I'm not going to fight you. I'm gonna, uh, and he pivoted. And he asked, what is this guy saying? What will be done if the, who the guy that kills this guy? And he pivots. And he says, you know what? Nobody else wanted to do it. He says, I will, because he knows that it's not his own ability. It's not his own strength. He knows who his God is. And even when he goes to Saul, and Saul says, you can't fight him. You're only a boy. <laughs> this guy's been fighting since his youth. He's going to eat you alive. I love David's response here. <clears throat> in, chapter, in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, 34, it gets me excited. I love, the, I love this story. I, can tell, I love the word of God. Anything like the word of God, guys. I'm telling you right now. It is, it is, it is, the, it is living water to the soul. It is, it is fresh. 
honestly, get hold of it. Fall in love with it. Go after the Lord, God Almighty. And 34, but David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and reduced the sheep, or, 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 or sorry, rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. That's why I'm telling you, it's important. He learned this in the shepherd's field. He learned this chasing after the Lord. Some of you guys preparing you to do great things for him. But you got to make a choice whether you're going to go after the Lord. Are you, gonna, are, are you not, not going to do anything? You're going to go back to Netflix. You're going to go back to Hulu. You're going to go back to that game that you can just block out the rest of the world to. And I love gaming. But I know the importance of chasing the Lord. I know day in, day out, he got to be the first thing on my mind. I need him. I can't do this life without him. When I try to go on my own strength, I nearly ruined my life. I nearly destroyed everything. But when I seek him, when I keep him center, my relationship with my, with my wife, with my, with my kids, with my family, it, it, it all starts to work out. That's the power of our God Almighty. But it's when I take him off the, the, the number one spot where he needs to be, when I start chasing the wrong things, that's when it starts to fall apart. And God has a plan for your life, just like he had a plan for David. He was preparing David in those seasons. See, David chased God in the shepherd's field. David chased God in front of his family. David chased God, number three, in front of others. He was that example. He, he was that example. And even Saul thought it was going to be impossible. I love this. God gave David the victory that day. And I'm here today to tell you, God wants to give you victory. We're victorious, not in our own selves. By ourselves, I'm nothing. I'm just this little kid from LA. But with God on my side, I can, I can do things that I never thought were possible. I've been places I never thought were possible. I preached in different countries that I never thought I, I would do. I, when I was in school, they, I, I always share this all the time, but it's a testimony to the power of God. They had me, they had me straight Fs. You hear the straight A students? <laughs> I was a failure. But God can take the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And he has done in my life. But it wasn't my own doing. It was him. It was him. I, all I ever done in my whole life is just see, went after him. I seeked him where he could be found. I made myself available. I, I was obedient to him. Even when like, I couldn't see the next step, I trusted, I trusted him. I put him at number one. And I'll tell you, my life, it hasn't been easy. I've faced a lot of hurt in my life, a lot of pain, a lot of bad seasons. But I want to tell you one thing that's consistent through it all, and that's him. He stayed faithful through every season, through every season. Even seasons when I took my eye off him and I chased the wrong things, he was always there. Always there, right behind me. And I had to realize, I fall on my face. I'm like, God, where are you at? He's like, you've been chasing the wrong things, Andy. Or AJ, or Junior, I have so many names. <laughs> you've been chasing the wrong things. You need to chase me. Come back to your first love. See, David kept that consistent. Yeah, David was a sinner. He fell short. He made mistakes. But one thing he kept consistent, he was a man after God's own heart. And God testified about him. I'm going to close with this. I'm not going to be too much longer. We got to just continue to go after him. And number four, my last point, I love this about the word of God. And I love this about going after the Lord. That once you taste or taste and see, once you chase him, 
nothing ever else is going to satisfy. And also, you don't have to fight battles anymore. David didn't need to chase his enemies or anything else. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 50, So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. He took that giant down. It wasn't, it was God. You won't need to chase your enemies. You won't need to get revenge. You won't need to do anything else or chase anything else in this world. You won't need to go after wealth and riches that don't last. Many people, that's all we chase. We look at Instagram, we see these fake lives. We think, man, they have it all together. They have everything they want. They have all the money. They have all the possessions. And let me tell you, possessions and money, it does not last. And that's why you see people with all those possessions still not having the peace that surpasses understanding, not having the fullness that God brings. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's, that, that's the abundant life. That's the life. David need not change. It says that after that, after he killed the Goliath, that his enemies ran off. And I want to just grab something. I heard a preacher say this once, and it really struck me, you know? Maybe you're in a season in your life right now, and like, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're stuck with the ailment. Maybe you messed up. You made some mistakes. You, you, you know, it happens. And it's like, it's gonna. you feel like it's going to destroy you. You feel like everything's caving in on you. Like, I'm not going to get out of this situation. See, that day when Goliath came to that battle line, Goliath had a sword intended to kill David, intended to kill him. That, that sword was intended to destroy David's life that day. And maybe that's you. Maybe you're going through something right now and there's things in your life that you feel like this is going to kill you. This is going to destroy you. You're never going to make it through this. I'm here to tell you today, God is in the business to take what the enemy meant to kill you and turn it for his honor and glory. That sword... That same sword David used to cut off the, 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 the head of the giant. That sword that was intended to kill David that day, God in turn used it for his honor and his glory, and David got the victory. Let me hear to tell you today, hold on. Trust the Lord. Chase him. Go after him. He's going to take that thing. And in my life, he has. I have so many testimonies about things in my life that I thought were going to destroy my marriage, things that I thought that were going to destroy my family, but things that I held on to the Lord. I held on to his promise. And they became great testimonies that I can testify to others that if God can turn my situation around, if God can save my marriage, if God can save my children, if God can turn this around for me, if he's done it for me, he can surely do it for you. It's become a powerful testimony for his honor and his glory. He takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good time and time again. You can say, why am I going through this? Why am I in this situation, God? Why? Why is it like this? Continue to chase after him, and you're going to see in due time. Don't go weary and doing good, but in due time, you're going to reap a harvest. You're going to see he's going to take those things that are meant to destroy you, that are meant to kill you, and he's going to turn them for his honor, for, his, for the good of those who are called. And I'm telling you right now that he does it time and time again. I can't, I, I can't even count on all my hands and toes how many times he's turned the situation around for me when I thought it was going to be over. He's faithful to his word. Maybe you're here today. I'm going to get ready to close. Maybe you're here today. And you're like, man, I don't know what you're talking about, AJ. Um, you said a whole lot right there. Chasing this, chasing that. Talking about Jurassic Park. I like doing this. I like taking these t-shirts. It's fun. It's fun. I, 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 I'm creative, if anything. <laughs> and I just love, I love I love making t-shirts and stuff. But um, I, I, I was praying like, Lord, like, you know, even the title. I had so many titles, like Chasing Christ chase christ like it could have been cc i don't know i have so many things because i was trying to think the best way to put this 
to look at in this life, right? You can chase a lot of things. You can chase money. Like I said, you can chase wealth. You can, maybe you heard today you've been chasing all the wrong things. You've been chasing money. You've been chasing that that guy or that girl, right? And and like nothing's happening. They just let you down. You've been heartbroken. And why not chase the one who mends the broken heart? Why not chase the one that knows everything about you? You know. And people a lot of times we chase this and that thing. What does the Bible say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added. Even if you're looking for a wife or looking for a husband, stop chasing. I remember in a church, you know, I was a youth pastor for a long time. You had these young guys that were chasing all the girls. You'd be like, man, hey, bro, like, instead of chasing, focus on becoming the one and with, with, with the one and only God Almighty. And then, you're, and then God will bring the one along when, when you're right, though. But you're, you, if you don't become the one, like, ain't no girl going to want a guy that's chasing all, 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 the, um, that's chasing all the girls in the church. <laughs> Chase the Lord first. And become the man that God's called you to be. And those things would be we have, we get it backwards. We 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 want to chase this person or chase that, chase the money, chase this. But I'm tired to tell you today, chase the Lord. And you can see in David's life, it's evident. Yeah, David made mistakes, like we all do. But David continually to be a man after God's own heart. And maybe you're here today saying, I've been chasing all the wrong things. I don't even, I, you said a whole lot. I'm here to tell you today that you'll never find fullness or, or completeness until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm, that's as, as simple as that. You try to fill it with all these other things in life, with this new game, that new game, with this new PCs that maybe they satisfy you for a little while, but then it, for a little while, because the only one that's going to satisfy you forever and make you complete is God Almighty. The Bible talks about that we chase material things. like It's, it's like chasing the wind. You can't catch the wind. But you can have that relationship with God today. And that's you. You say, you know what? I've been doing it all on my own. And you say, I want to accept God as my Lord and Savior. Or maybe you're here today and you've fallen away. You, you forgot who, who who your first love was. You know, you, 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 you're not chasing him no more. You're not going after him no more. You're not, you're not seeking him. You're not having that relationship with him no more. And you say, I want to recommit my life to you, Lord. I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you. I'm a sinner, Lord. I've fallen short. Forgive me all my sins. And I ask you today to come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died and you rose again on that third day for my sins, all for me, Lord. In Jesus' name we say, amen. Can we get some amens in the chat? Guys, let me tell you, come on, amen. It says that the angels rejoice for all that accept him. Come on, rejoice with me, church. If anybody's in the chat, maybe they don't want to say it's all right, but let me tell you, 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 you can get connected with us. Exclamation point, I connect, or exclamation point, next level. You can fill that those forms out with as much information as you feel comfortable. There's also experience group. There's so much at this church. We don't want to just, we don't want to just tell you, right? But we want to help you in your journey. We want, we don't want to just give you the instructions and leave you play the game. No, this ain't, you know, this life. No, we, 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 we want to give you the instructions and we want to walk with you. We want to show you how to, how to, how to get through these situations, no matter what you're facing, no matter what season of life you're in. Because let me tell you, I, I'm pretty, I'm probably the oldest, one of the oldest people here. To be honest, I've been through a lot in my life. 
That's why I have all these gray hairs. That's why I'm losing my hair. <laughs> There's been a lot of stressful moments in my life. But let me tell you, chase the Lord. He is faithful to it. And we want to do life together with you. So you can check that out, guys. I love you guys. I count on honor and privilege once again. I hope you're blessed by this message today. I hope that you don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers. This week, making effort. This is holy. They call this Holy Week. And we're coming up to Easter. Make an effort this week to take some time and spend with the Lord. With the creator of the universe, have that relationship with him. And it's not just going to end this week. No, make this a lifestyle that every every day, day in, day out, I'm going to chase after you. I'm going to seek after you, Lord. And I'm going to be victorious with you, Lord God, in all that you do. I, and honestly, you will see a change in your life like never before. I love you guys, and I'll see you all soon again. God bless. Hey, congratulations to those of you that have just accepted Jesus Christ for the first time. Thank you, Pastor AJ, for that amazing, amazing sermon. Somebody said, is this live? It is live. Hello, by the way. Um, so anyways, guys, uh, like like he said before, if you did make that decision for the first time, I would encourage you once again, click on that next level link that we have in the chat there for you and fill that form out. We would love to be able to connect with you because we have resources for you. Maybe you don't know where to pray or how to pray, where to start in the Bible and things like that. We would love to be able to answer those questions for you. So don't hesitate to click on the link, fill it out, because we'd love to be able to connect with you one-on-one -on -one so we can help you on this new journey that you've started. Because I, I got to tell you guys, I made a decision to follow Jesus Christ long time ago in my life, and I've never regretted it. Never regret it, regretted it once. So thank you once again. And we're going to go into a time right now for offering, guys. And I want to tell you guys, um, the offering is a it's a form of worship for us. It's a time where we do bring our finances to the church so that we can continue doing everything that we do here. And I want you guys to know if this is your first time here, hey, welcome. We don't expect anything from you. We want you guys to receive. Uh, we don't need to receive anything from you. But I, I do want to encourage you if this if if you call God Squad Church your home church, I do encourage you to uh, to uh, bring bring your offerings and and uh, it, like I said, it's a form of worship. And what God tells us in His Word is is to be a cheerful giver. He doesn't want us to just like hold on to our money and to grudgingly give it. He wants us to give expecting that God's going to do something great with it. I got to tell you guys, there are lives being changed every week. I've seen marriages being restored through this church. I've seen people's lives change, uh, turn around. I've seen people physically literally be miraculously healed in this church as well. There's so many things that God is doing. And so uh, I just want to thank you guys for your faithfulness and generosity. In just a couple of seconds, we're going to play a video for you guys that shows you multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to God Squad Church. But thank you once again for your faithful and generosity. God bless you as you give. Here at God Squad Church, there are multiple safe and secure ways for you to give. You can give by clicking on the panel below to give a one-time or monthly donation via card or PayPal. You can also go to our website, godsquadchurch.com give and set up a one-time or monthly donation of any amount. Lastly, you can text any amount to the number 84321 to set up a quick and easy way to give. Because of you, we are able to share the gospel with gamers around the world. No matter what amount you're giving, thank you for your generosity.